It's good to uh, it's good to be here with you, lovely people. Um, I've witnessed a miracle um, because at the end of the year, as someone who trains people to drive, if I'm still alive, then that's a miracle. <laughs> so I stand before you as a living miracle. Um, just want to tell you a bit of a story to start with. Last night um, we were sitting in our spare room because it's air conditioned and there's a story that goes with that. Um, we were playing some cards with, um, with Steve, our good friend. Jude is off in Sydney partying it up somewhere and told him to come home. Um, so why we were sitting in our spare room is, I'll just share with you the story about that. Um, my middle daughter Miriam is engaged to be married to a young man who is a, um, a fridgy. So both Susan and I got a handsome little return from Mr Turnbull in our tax this year. So we thought really great if we could air conditioning our we've got a really big living area in our place if you've been there you'd know but so we thought we, it'd be really great if we could put an air conditioner in there so we talked to ben and he said yeah yeah yeah, i can get a unit and i can a man and a mate can come and install it for you i said oh great this was back in i don't know maybe october so we thought our thinking was it'd be really great if we could get this air conditioner in and before summer and then over December through Christmas and New Year, if it was hot, which it seems to be, it would be great. We could just carry on with living in, the, in our living area and it would be really comfortable. So we gave him the okay and gave him the cash and he went and organised all this. And um, uh, some weekend, about mid-November, came up with him, mate, he put it all in and they did it in a few hours and... Um, by that afternoon, we were enjoying absolute coolness and sanity. It was lovely. And um, during, there was a bit of a heat wave, I think, toward the end where it got up to high 30s and so it was just really great go home and go inside and it was just so enjoyable. You know, who knows that um, sometimes just chaotic things happen because that's the world we live in. So... I'm not sure if it was God ordained, it could have been, but if it was, God ordained this mouse <laughs> to get into our lovely big air conditioning unit. And he got in there and he shorted the system out and it doesn't work. And we know it was a mouse because when Ben came up to check it, he found him in a state of being toasted <laughs> in there somewhere. So, hence... Over the last few days, we've been in our spare bedroom. So we've moved our house in there. We've got a table in there, some land chairs, a TV, a DVD player, and all the other things that are essential. Haven't got a fridge in there yet. We might do that this afternoon. And last night, we had some friends in there. They all, lucky it's a big room, eh? Closely fellowshipping together. So when you're, when you're in a, a day like today where it's the start of a new year, I don't know, but most people 
would, um, I don't know whether you did, but most of us would spend some time reflecting on the past year, what's happened, and then some time thinking about the new year. So one of the questions that was floated around our place last night was, you know, what was the highlight of the year for you? And so um, we all said what was exciting for us. And then obviously sometime you would think about what you would want to happen. So probably I think on Christmas Eve I was um, just um, doing a devotional and spending some time with God and part of my devotional um, it was on that day or another day but it's interesting that Pete talked about mercy this morning because at the minute I'm going through a devotional called New Morning Mercies. So part of it was the reading of Psalm 104. So so you don't get so hot that you get glued to your chair. How about we all stand and we're just going to we're going to read that together. I'm going to read it. You can uh, follow along. It'll be really great. So let's stand together. It's, it's really great that we can stand in respect and listen to the word of the Lord. Psalm 104 reads, "Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty." covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds. His ministers a flaming fire. He sets the earth on its foundations so that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took flight. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down to the place that you had appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth into the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them, the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode, you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and the plants for men to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen his heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he has planted. In them the birds build their nests. The stork has a home in the fir trees. The mountains are for the wild goats. The rocks are a refuge for the rock badgers. He made the moon to mark the seasons. The sun, it's time for setting. You make darkness and it is night when all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they steal away and lie in their dens. Man goes out to his work and to his labour until evening. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with living creatures innumerable, living things both great and small. There go the ships and the Levithan, which you form to play in it, 
These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. And when you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles. Who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word to us. It brings us life and we are so thankful for that. We ask this morning that you will speak to us that you will touch our hearts, that you will challenge us, most of all, that you will love us. In your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you for your attention. So on our first day of a new year, um, I think there's one thing that's really important for us to talk about. And that is the sureness of God, of who he is and what he means to us. So we reflect on what was, but we look forward to what will be. So I just want to run through that psalm and there is four things that we're just going to look at together. Number one, that God is great and he is in control. Number two, that he looks after us. Number three, that we are dependent, totally dependent on him. And number four, that we can give him praise. So I'm just going to read portions of that scripture. And I've taken, as we go through, I've taken the portions out of the Amplified Bible, which just is a little, more, a little bit more explanatory. Um, so you can follow along or you can just listen and then we'll just talk briefly about each one. So verses 1 to 9 is about that God is great and that he's in control. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendour and majesty. You are the one who covers yourself with light as with a garment who stretches out the heavens like a tent curtain, who lay the beams in his upper chambers in the waters above the firmament, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on wings of the wind, who makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his ministers. He establishes the earth, sorry, he established the earth on its foundations so that it will not be moved forever and ever. So isn't that, that would be someone great, wouldn't it, that could do that? Establish the earth and its foundation so it wouldn't be moved forever and ever. You covered it with the deep garment. 
you covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters are standing above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the sound of your thunder they hurried away. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down. The place which you established for them. You set a boundary for the waters that they may not cross over so that they will not return to cover the earth. God is great. And his greatness is all around us. Who gets familiar with what's around you? Do you get familiar? We do. We get familiar with our surroundings. But our surroundings continually display to us the greatness of God. The greatness of God. His creation is great. We, um, we often, my wife and I and sometimes our family, often travel to the northern part of New South Wales um, when we go on a little break or have a bit of a holiday. And um, when you travel up over um, on the highway and you turn off and you go, we don't always go the regular way, but if we go over the mountain coming toward Byron Bay toward the south and you, you're up high... And as you look over the coastline, it is just, it is amazing. It's majestic. And um, it just makes you feel good to be alive right in that moment. God created that. He's great. So I want to encourage you, even as you're going about your business here, even if you drive into town and you look out from Mount Kynak, that's great. You can drive there and because you do, that's what you do every day if you live out this way, which a lot of us do. But it's great. God's creation is great. I don't know if any of you travelled over abroad, but if you do travel overseas, you just see some amazing things. My daughter, youngest daughter Sarah went to America and she put a post on Facebook, which, and she was at Yosemite National Park, I think. She put a post on Facebook and she was standing like this with her arms in the air and she said, I'm just here enjoying a part of God's amazing creation. I thought, gee, that's, that's what she was doing. That's, that's what we do. That's what we get the privilege of doing. He's great. His love is great. Why is his love great? I'll tell you why his love great, because he loved a sinner like me. And he continues to love a sinner like me. And he loves sinners like you. So does that make him, how does that make him? just makes him great. His love is great because he does that. He loved us before the beginning of time. He sent his son to die on the cross because he loved us. He loved the world so much that he gave, he gave everything, but he keeps on giving. He just doesn't stop. So his love is great. He is a great dad. Now, some of us have had great earthly dads. Some of us haven't. But he is the great unchanging dad. How he felt about you yesterday is how he feels about you today and it's how he's going to feel about you tomorrow. How he feels about you just never changes. He's the perfect dad. He models perfect fatherhood for us. Firstly, for us to receive, because none of us have had a perfect dad. I didn't have a... My dad was a wonderful man, 
a wonderful godly man, but he wasn't perfect. And um, I'm sure if you ask my children, I am not a perfect father. Freely admitted. But he is. He's a great dad and he's perfect. So as he models and is a perfect dad to us, then in turn, hopefully we can be and model great fatherhood to our family, to our children. He has a great story. He has a great story, which has an amazing beginning and it has an amazing end and the end is sure and we have the privilege of being in the middle. Of being a part of his story. It's great. Someone give me an amen. amen. Oh, thank you. Just checking that you're still here with me. So he's great and he is in control. So everything is as he wants it to be. Everything. Everything is as he wants it to be. When you turn the news on, do you think that all the time? I don't. I don't. I go, God, what are you doing? But everything is as he wants us to as he wants to be. Why is that? Because he's in control. Everything. Sometimes when thing happen, things happen to me or happen in my family, um, <laughs> I go, God, what are you doing? But actually everything is, is how he wants it to be. So sometimes we might go, well, no, no. If I were in control, then I would change some things. It's really good that I'm not in control. Because if I change some things, <laughs> then everything wouldn't be as he wanted it to be, would it? So what would that be? That would be a disaster if everything wasn't as he wanted it to be. So even in chaos, he remains unaffected. Unaffected. If I was to ask you to raise your hand this morning as to who has been affected by the chaos of the world we live in, you would raise your hand because everybody is affected by a chaotic world. So how does that affect us? Well, I'll tell you how it affects me. It's affected my family this year. It affects my work. It affects my health. And it affects my plans. That's what it affects. That's what the chaos affects. How does it affect you? I'd imagine much the same ways. It affects us. But everything is as he wants it to be. When I thought of that, I thought, man, that is just revelatory. Everything says he wants it to be. If it, if it wasn't, then he wouldn't be in control. His power is great. I'll tell you why his power is great. Because he can do whatever he wants when he wants it and he always does it at the right time and it always is right. That's why his power is great. It's great. He has the power to do whatever he wants whenever he wants that to do. Whenever he wants to do that. And he blesses us. We are blessed. 
by his miracle working power. So his greatness is all around us and he is in control. He looks after us. Verses 10 to 23, you send springs into the valleys, their waters flow among the mountains, they give drink to every beast of the field, the wild donkeys quench their thirst, their thirst there, beside them the birds of the heavens have their nests, they lift up their voices and sing among the branches, he waters the mountains from his upper chambers, the earth is satisfied with the fruit of his works, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle, and all the earth produces for cultivation for man, so that he may bring food from the earth and wine which makes his heart glad so that he may make his face glisten with oil and bread to sustain and strengthen the man's heart. The trees of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars of Lebanon which he has planted, where the birds make their nests. As for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high mountains are for wild goats. The rocks are refuge for the gnats. He made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the exact place of its setting. You, O Lord, make darkness and it becomes night in which prowls about every wild beast of the forest. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they withdraw and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and remains at his labour until evening. He cares for us. He provides for us. Again, I would, I would say to you, have a look around you. Have a look at his provision for you. He provides food for us to eat, to nourish us. Not only does he nourish our physical body, but he also provides food for our soul. Wave a Bible around. He provides food for our soul. He speaks to us. That feeds our soul. He provides clothes for us to wear. So not only does he provide clothes to, for us to cover our physical being, but he covers our shame. He clothes our shame. He provides places for us to take refuge. The one that he's provided for us this morning, it's a little bit warm, but it's still a provision. So not only does he provide physically for us as in places for us to take refuge, but he, he is our refuge. He is, our, he is my refuge. In times of trouble, I can call out to him. I can run into his arms because he is my refuge. So he provides for us. He looks after us. He lavishes on us. I want to read you a little bit out of, a little bit out of my, my little morning morsels. On Boxing Day I read. <laughs> he suffered an uncomfortable... Hang on. I didn't read it that day. Better not read that one, that'll make you feel depressed. Here we go. This is what he lavishes on us. This is how he lavishes upon us. The sound of the birds in the spring. The delicate beauty of a rose. The multi-hued display of a sunset. 
the pristine blanket <laughs> of new fallen snow. We've experienced that in the last few days. The tenderness of a kiss. The smell of flowers in bloom. The wide variety of taste and textures of food. The glory of a wonderful piece of music. The bright colours of leaves in the fall or in autumn. The enjoyment of a great drama. The wonder of a master's painting. The sweet voice of a child and the stunning grandeur of a mountain. He lavishes good things upon us for us to enjoy through our senses. And he is always good. He's always good. He knows no other way but to be good. So sometimes what might seem bad to us, if we trust him, he will always turn it to good because he loves us. He is always good. Number three, we are dependent upon him. Verses 24 to verse 30. O Lord, how many and varied are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches and your creatures. The sea, there is the sea, great and broad, in which are swarms without number, creatures both small and great, where ships of the sea sail, where the leatherthon, which is a sea monster, which I probably don't pronounce correctly, which you have formed to play there, they all wait for you to give them their food in its appointed season. You give it to them, they gather it up. You open your hand, they are filled and satisfied with good things. You hide your face, they are dismayed. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. You send out your spirit, they are created. You renew the face of the ground. We are dependent upon him. Listen to this. If we are in his story, if we're in his story, which we are, and he is the writer, director, and we are playing our part, then we would need to play according to the script. What is our script? What is our calling? I can tell you what our calling is, and my name's not Jesus, but I can tell you what it is. We have, and I grew up in church, so there's, there's been, over the years, lots of fancy names for what God has called me to do. Ministry is one of them. It's a whole list of... But what God has called me to do and what he's called you to do is really, really simple. If we allow him to do it in us. He has called me to become more like him. That's my calling. And as I become more like him, that's what I'm giving away. So if you have your life plan, if you have what, so if you think about this year, I have this year planned out, what are you going to give away if you have it planned out? You're going to give you away. I'm not sure if I want to give too many people me, 
the salvation of Colin doesn't save that many people. I've discovered. Sometimes I think it will. So if we are called to become more like him, how do we do that? Well, we do it because by being dependent upon him. We can't do it any other way. We can't do it by what we do. We can't do it by what we try not to do. We can only do it by becoming dependent upon him and he'll do it in, he'll do it in, in us. And then what he does in us is what we will give away. What do you want to give away? Sometimes I really do want to give away Jesus, but sometimes I don't because you can tell by who I'm, whose plan I'm living by. So we can't change our path. We, we, we don't have any control. The path that we play is not ours to change. And I can't tell anyone else how to live their part or what they should do in their part. I can't tell my wife. I can't tell my children. I can't tell my brothers and sisters. I can't change my part and I can't change yours. That's what makes us dependent upon him. So if you just take a minute and you think back about the last year, was there a time when you were dependent upon him? Well, there would be. Because I can't tell you everything that's going to happen in 2017. I can't do that. So I couldn't tell you. So at the start of 2016, if you came to me and said, Colin, um, you and Susan are going to get the opportunity to go to Fort Worth, America, um, I'm not sure if I would have believed you. Because what, it, what does it, what do you need to travel? Money. <laughs> we didn't have any of that much. I mean, we had money that we lived on. But it was an unfolding miracle and we had to be, I had to be dependent upon him for his provision. And it was an amazing experience. But that was, part of, that was part of his story in my life for that year. I was dependent upon him for the outcome. So we, we are dependent upon him for us to become Christ-like because that is our calling. That's what he's called us to do. Now that can be in whatever you do. He has called us to do that. Holy moly, going over time. I was worried about staying within time. You'll just have to put up with him for five minutes longer. We can give him praise. Verse 31 to 35. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice and be glad in his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. May my meditation be sweet and pleasing to him. As for me, I will rejoice and be glad in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord. O my soul, praise to the Lord. We can give him praise. When can we give him praise? Good question. I'll give you an answer. We can praise him when things are good. Who likes to praise him when things are good? I do. We can praise him when things are bad or life's tough. We can. 
We can praise him when we are blessed because you're all blessed. And we can praise him for that. And we can praise him when others are blessed. Amen? Amen. So as we enter a new year, just, I would ask you just to stop for a moment. And there's a, a few questions I'm going to ask. Do you, do you acknowledge how great he is in your world? Take some time to do that. Are you allowing for him to care for you? Are you allowing for him to care for you? Because he wants to. He wants to care for you. Be open to his care. Are you dependent on him? Are you playing your part according to his script? Maybe don't try and rewrite your part. And how often do you praise him? Remember, he is worthy of it. I'm wondering whether we could stand again as we finish. So let's uh, rustle up out of your seat. I've got a prayer here that I want us all to participate in. So there's a section that I will read, a couple of lines, and then there's a line that um, I will get you to say after me. So it's not written anywhere except on my bit of paper. So just for example, the first two lines are, for your goodness and generosity in giving us all we need. And then I would say, help us to praise you, God. And you would repeat that after me. Understand? Not if you understand. Yeah. All right. Father, these things we pray. For your goodness and generosity in giving us all we need. Help us to praise you, O God. In every life, sorry, in every circumstance of life, in good times and in bad, help us to trust you, O God. Let's really pray this, guys. In love and faithfulness, with all that we have and all that we are, help us to serve you, O God. As we speak or write or listen to those nearby or far away, help us to share your love, O God. In our plans and work for ourselves and for others, help us glorify you, O God. In every thought and word and deed, by the power of your Holy Spirit, this year may we live for you, O God.